Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the KeyCast. This was part two of our three-part series on death, the meaning of life, and the soul. I'm not completely convinced that we hit everything we wanted to talk about for this topic, so we will probably do a second round of the meaning of life in the next coming week. We've really been enjoying doing these philosophical topics, so if you have any other ideas for such a topic, you know, death, the meaning of life, the soul, morality, etc., please send us a message on Instagram, at KeyCastOfficial, also, if there's anything you disagree with or any comments you have in general, we'd love to chat with you, so send us a message. And without further ado, please enjoy this week's episode of the KeyCast. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the KeyCast. What's up? It's Hello, been, everyone. It's been a couple of weeks. We've been busy winning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, we do we, what do we win, Evie? We had a case competition that we did, and uh, our team won first place out of us. 11 teams, was it? 11, 11 teams, teams, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Two yeah. rounds of judging. Mm-hmm. Correct. I think, you know, this is like one of those competitions that's important for everyone to take irrespective of their background. Yeah. Science, non-science, whether you want to go into business, uh, you know, back, uh, you know in, into a business stream or not, but it's all about the teamwork, you know, problem solving. Yeah. Well, it's the thing, like, people that were there from so many different backgrounds, but the skills you learned were, like, strategy skills, right? Yeah. Correct. Solving, so basically solving problems, yeah. product mm-hmm. management. I do really think that our, uh, because we're all graduate students, our ability to research mm-hmm. and grind out that research really helped us. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, we definitely had, a, had an advantage. We had an advantage. That, I yeah. mean, they were, like, history undergrads and first-year yeah, economics right. people there yeah and they did well but like we but they we, came second place exactly yeah, yeah that's right like but, i i had the lowest uh what, what do you call it? the lowest sta- standard of degree in terms of i was the only master student that everyone was phd yeah but it was an engineering problem and you're the only engineer i know yeah. but true but the, the, i think you were right about talking about grinding through mm. grad school is also important I, I believe even if i did my undergrad i would not have been able to solve or considered the amount of research that we did yeah mm. i think yeah, we spent for 40 sure. hours this week or more yeah, but imagine, but forty hours times five, right, for each of us. Yeah, and so, that's all, well, plus, more than plus that, more, right? Yeah, I think plus everyone yeah. worked on their own a little bit. Yeah, and I was on top of our day jobs as well. Yeah, that's right. That is it was a grind, but it was worth it. We it was won. Worth it, yeah, thirty bucks at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Well, that's and, thirty bucks. Okay. Yeah, it's thirty bucks. All right. All yeah, and and a bottle of wine that we need to at some point to you know, <laughs> consume. <laughs> One. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so let's start this podcast <laughs> because we want to go snowboarding a- after this. So what are we talking about today? The meaning of life. This is part two of our three-part series on death, the meaning of life, and the soul. Um, mm. And today is the meaning of life, which I guess is a nice contrast to last time's episode, which was death. We'll see how... Um how positive we are in this episode too. There's I think we'd be there's, positive. There's also some some um, what's it called pessimistic aspects. I guess. Of, of life. I guess. Do you want to start with that, or do you have to? Say I guess. Well, yeah. I, I guess you know. Uh, last episode when we were talking about death, and I remember starting the episode talking about how happy I was to talk about death. Yeah. But I have the opposite feeling now. Is now you know for me to start that conversation on life, I'm dreading it. Why? Really? It's because we're cons- we're living and we're trying to find the meaning of our existence. And it's mm-hmm. dreadful in terms of the research I did. There are a lot of things that I didn't consider, I, you know, I, I don't think of. And it, start, it starts to cause a little bit of existential crisis in me, <laughs> I guess. That's fair. I get that. Uh, I mean, there are so many theories about what the meaning of life would, you know, could be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what if you were wrong? What if you lived this life and what you considered the meaning of life to be would be, you know, incorrect? So I guess, um, Evie, um, you know, let's go clockwise. Mm-hmm. Start with, you know, what life is and what the meaning of life to you is. I think before we do that, we should define what we mean by meaning. Meaning of life? Because do you mean meaning by significance? Do you mean meaning by purpose? Is the meaning of life a goal that needs to be achieved? Is it an overarching thing on humanity? You what know, is? What do you mean? I, I think that is an excellent, <laughs> by excellent, <mean>. excellent, <laughs> excellent start. Is because uh, essentially, you know, I was reading an article, and the title of the article is "The Meaning of Life Is uh, Much Simpler Than uh, Than What You Think It Is." Oh, this is the article right here. Mm-hmm. Is it a go. PhD thesis again? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. So the secret to uh, to a meaningful life is simpler than you think. And I felt like this is an appropriate uh, um, title. Title, but I started reading the article and it got me more confused. <laughs> that looks like a like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and I don't know. The way I look at meaning is there's three aspects. Okay. The first is uh, an existential meaning, right? So it's greater than greater than us. Okay. Mm-hmm. The second is a subjective meaning. So mm-hmm. it's personal, how we interpret it. How how we interpret it meaning, and third is. Um, not subjective. It's not subjective, but an innate meaning. So what is objective. our what is that? Yeah, an objective meaning. Okay. Um, and then you can break those down a little more. But more or less, I think those are the three kind of categories of, of meaning. And when, no matter what our beliefs are, it kind of falls under those those categories. And see, I like the idea of how you know you've brought up the meaning of life as three categories, and it consists of all three. Mm. But however, to a lot you know, there are a lot of people out there that believe, you know, categorically that once that one category is the meaning of life. Some mm. people have an objective meaning of life, mm. and that is it. Yeah. And that's how all of humanity needs to live yeah. their life as this. And then you have people who are completely subjective, where the meaning of life is based on one's own self, which has a lot of meaning. But then it comes down to the morality of things. That's where things have to be you know certain levels of objectivity is involved in morality the issue is that i mean if whether you're a religious or secular person your Mm -hmm. definition of objectivity will be different right if you're a religious person then there's a higher power that defines your meaning and that higher power in existing is to you an objective thing someone who's either atheistic or does not believe in a religion could have the could be of the opinion that there is no higher being and therefore they're I guess interpretation of meaning will be completely different because there's no objective truth that they're going for. I think you're right, except like yes, but then I think the people who are th- who are more like there's an objective meaning to life is more of like the innate human aspect. So whether that is to um, like our goal in this life is to build a society, for example, and that's our true meaning, or our goal is to procreate, and that's what we need to. Um, set our entire life to to do, um, but I think that you're. I think I agree with you in that. Like even that is subjective, so it's kind of hard to find out. Yeah. What is the one true meaning? I think of the same. Okay, so we do need to bring out, you know, the philosophers of our times that who have thought about the meaning of life for their, their entire life. So, Fried, uh, Friedrich Nietzsche. How do you Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Okay, that's how you pronounce it. Okay, so it's Nietzsche basically says that. You can never know the meaning of life because you need to step outside the realm of existence. So he's kind of going by the Heisenberg way. Yeah. So he's like, yo, step out and then only you can know what the meaning of life is, but that's mm. impossible. Hence, we'll never know. 
Well, he came up with his, um, like, he used to do a little bit of philosophy, and his big thing was um, uh, God is dead. That was his whole thesis. Which is apparently very misconstrued, the meaning of God is dead. What do you mean? It's like, not that, I think, I forget. But apparently everyone uses it like, oh, there is no God. That's not what he was saying. No, it's more like, you know, we needed him at some point. Yeah, and now. And that's okay. And with now the enlightenment, we yeah. don't need him anymore. But he said that, like, a long time ago, right? Yeah, yeah. 19th century. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're, like, 100 years later. And, I don't know, like, whether that's still true or not. Well, I guess it depends who you ask, like we said, right? Yeah. I think at some point in our all three of our lives, we didn't believe that to be true. And yeah. now we're all of a quite opposite opinion, at least to some degree. It, it, it changes. Yeah. It, changes it changes even in one lifetime, one, one's life, and also throughout generations. Yeah, that's right? correct. So, I guess, for those who believe that there is some meaning or we can discern meaning uh, of our lives, mm. they're divided into two groups. One being gone, uh, God central or okay. God centric, mm. believing in the de- 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 deity, and the other one is soul centric or naturalists, who believe in nature, finding the meaning of life in nature itself. Yeah, and for those who were soul centric or naturalists, they're divided into two: the subjectivists, as we yeah. just talked about, mm-hmm. and the objectivists, who believe in absolute truth and morality being, you know, axiom one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, subjectivists, it's, it's people whose meaning of life changes over time. Mm-hmm. But the question arises is, you know, there are a lot of people out here that find life purposeless. Like, there is no yeah. meaning to life. It's uh, nihilism. Exactly. What do you think about that? So... I think, um, I think uh, that's, a, that's a Marxist theory, right? So uh-huh. his whole thing was... Um, no, sorry, sorry, that's not true. Nihilism is, is different, but let's go, let's go nihilism first, and yeah. then we'll do the Marx theory after. Because I just there's something it reminds me of something. I remember one time I was just sitting outside, just I don't know, thinking, and I came up. I was listening to a lot of I guess podcasts or deep videos at that point. I was like, you know what? There's no meaning to life, but there's no meaning to life. There's got to be some, like you could still be positive and live your life. So you know what? I, and I thought I coined the term optimistic nihilism. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I googled it like two days later and realized <laughs> it's an entire like field yeah. of study. Yeah, but but honestly, I find it empowering to know that there is to feel like if you if you truly believe that there's no existential meaning to to life, it means that this is all you have. Yeah, and that you need to take every day as this as if it's your last because that's that's all you have. All you have mm-hmm. living in life. the present. Yeah, exactly. Alan Alan Watts, who I talked about in the last uh, the last podcast mm-hmm. episode. He has this idea where he analogizes, he says that most people analogize life to, you know, a journey, right? With a beginning and an end. Mm. But we know that it's much more than that. I mean, if you look at music, right? Music's not about the beginning and the end, because if it was, all the, the best conductors would be the ones who either play the fastest or just compose one last note, mm. right? It's not about the beginning and the end point. It's the entire journey between that and every single little thing that's going on in between those beginning and end points yeah rather than a certain goal that we have and then once that goal is achieved then what because we a lot of times i think put you know the meaning of my life is to be this this and this but once this and this are achieved well then what yeah couldn't couldn't we separate uh, someone's meaning the the meaning of life and someone's purpose in life maybe that we should make that you know that demarcation that you know this is what life means but my i want to make my purpose of life which is subjective as abc get a better body 
So those no. are goals, though. Those aren't necessarily the purpose of but, your life, but you right? You can make it the purpose of your life. I think they're synonyms, though. Like, meaning and purpose, I feel mm. like, are, are pretty similar. Um, I, yeah, I think so, too. I think mm. there might be an overlap, but there could be... There could be something, something yeah. there. Because... But that comes to only when it's an objective truth. When we believe that the you know the meaning of life is objective, then you can create subjective purposes in your life. Yeah. Yes, exactly, and that that's true. But that, yeah, that's a, that's totally different because then you have an overarching objective truth, exactly objective meaning, and then you can say like, I want to help people, I want to do this, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I I guess um, you know in terms of, let's go back to people who believe their life lives are meaningless. Let's say, okay. you know, we, a lot of people, you know, they're out there and they say, I, I don't have a meaningful life. And I think this is something, you know, at least in the, our generation or the generation we're hearing right now. Gen is, Z. Yeah. Is that people are having a lot more existential crisis yeah, than yeah. before because we had a God-centric, very God-centric yeah. universe. I mean, not, sorry, not universe, a God-centric yeah. society. Yeah. So that generates a meaning. But now we're moving more towards an atheistic slash... Um, yeah. yeah, well, self-centric, right? Because it's very yeah. comforting to have the idea that there is a God above you. Because it's like you have someone looking after you and taking care of you mm-hmm. at all times. No matter what you do, they will take care of you. And you, know, makes... you will be forgiven, and it will be okay. Yeah. But once you take that away, it's kind of like you're on your own. Yeah, it's kind of scary. But yeah, the thing. But like also can... liberating, like oh, you yeah, said, yeah, exactly. just like you said. But yeah, if you mentioned like, I think you can still. You don't have to have meaning, like an overall meaning in your life, but you can still have a meaningful life. I think okay. that's what this generation, or even including ourselves, yeah. are struggling to find. Like, what is that thing that gives us purpose, that keeps us move, like, initiates us to move forward and, and go on and want to live a long life? Yeah. I think in that sense as well, one big issue is that there's so many people, it's kind of hard to carve out your own space. Yeah. And when you look at meaningful lives, you look, you kind of, everyone has role models, right? And you mm-hmm. look at your role model to be, I mean a model but kind of their meaning is what you kind of aspire to have as well and you mm-hmm. see that they have a meaning you kind of want that as well but it's very hard to carve out your own meaning when everyone else is doing something very similar yeah I think that's another thing that I wanted to bring up is you know you don't necessarily have to be unique to have a meaningful life absolutely and that's something that people don't realize I mean mm. it's a, we could all it's like earbuds like <laughs> <laughs> That's it's almost counterintuitive, right? Because uh-huh. the whole point of having meaning to your life is because your life is special, Correct. right? You are special, and therefore yeah. you have your own meaning. But you know, like we are social beings, we do exist, we do coexist with each other. Yeah. You don't have to be completely unique from everyone else. On the contrary, that probably would be bad. And yeah. okay, so there is the uh, the theory that people who have more meaningful life have uh, things in their life that they value. Okay. So if you have, uh, you know many things that you value that means you have a more meaningful life and so for the people who say that they don't have a meaningful life first of all don't understand the, you know definition of meaning yeah and the second thing is that they not nece- they don't necessarily value the things in their lives and it could be uh, it could be for example your career you wanted to be you know um, CEO of a given company but you ended up just working for this given firm and with no upward growth mm-hmm. And so this philosopher, I'm not really sure who this guy is, like, he stated that you don't, nec- you know, when you f- lose meaning or when you are unable to succeed in that one aspect of your life, for example, career, move aside, look at your, you know, your relationships, look at your friends, look at uh, the other aspects of your life and t- try to generate or 
create meaning slash value in that in those sphere in those spheres like stop pulling letting yeah. one aspect of your life pull you down that's a good point because i think you're talking about like fulfillment right like, exactly are the things you're doing every day keeping you fulfilled and if not then you probably feel like oh my life has less meaning you know so talking about meaning of life the there there is an entire school of philosophers say that just because you exist you have meaning yeah i mean if you think that's about it. it right eight billion or almost eight billion people yes. on earth each one is unique and then if we go by what major many physicists think physicists think nowadays there's infinite universe parallel universes an infinite number of dimensions mm-hmm. or i don't know if it's infinite but many 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 iterations of the same universe correct regardless of the fact that it's infinite you are unique to this universe and to every other universe because there will never be this universe again in the same way yeah so in a sense your existence is unique it's true like there's no other you that will ever exist no that could be also empowering. Yeah, that could also be empowering. So, you know, we've been talking about all these other philosophers and what they believe in the meaning of life. Like, gosh, what do you what do you think right now in this moment? Because, like we said, this could be something that's time dependent. Yeah, that's fair. Um, to be honest, <laughs> I'm a I'm a believer of a, of a no meaning. I'm a I'm a nihilist. Okay. Yeah. So optimistic though, or not? Optimistic nihilist for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I feel empowered. Like every day. You know, I, I wake up early, you know, I gym, I work hard, and I want to go out and see my friends and stuff. And when I'm, whenever I'm tired, I think, you know, there's no time to be tired. Yeah. Right? And that keeps me, that pushes me to go into work again the next day or, like, do another 12-hour day at the coffee shop or something. But that's what makes you a good entrepreneur, right? Exactly. Because you're like, yeah. I only have 83 years on this life. This is I it. gotta. This is it. This, this is it. gotta make it. I can't it. work on my startup in in heaven or. <laughs> <laughs> you could. You just wanted to go get yeah. much out of it. <laughs> yeah, but to, I was one thing I want to mention is I uh, a long time ago, um, getting a little darker. There was a uh, the meaning that there's a there's a theory that the meaning of life is to suffer. So we were yeah. we were born in order to suffer, and the only way that we can have fulfilling life is to counteract that suffering. Which is why, like, we all feel like it's innate need to help people, to help ourselves to get out of trouble, get out of, get out of trouble. Interesting. Okay. Um, and I used to think that for a while, and that was also very empowering, because it's like, oh, you know, like, it explains the reason for all these bad things in the world, like war, um, I don't know, poverty, genocide, and it's like, how do you explain that? Oh, it's because that was our purpose. We were supposed to be in those kind of situations, and now we're we exist in this moment so that we can yeah. help other people get out of those situations. So I used to think that for a while, and then, but now I feel like the most empowering, at least, meaning of life for me is this uh, this nihilistic yeah. kind of approach. Yeah, Fizz, what about you? Oh, honestly, I've had a very non-linear understanding to the meaning of life. I was definitely very God-centric, and sometimes I'm stepping toes between being God-centric and nihilism, mm. uh, op- obviously optimistic, but at one point, I, you know, you just want to let everything go and be like, okay, we're gonna die. We're gonna figure out, you know, after then. But make sure that there's certain rules and regulations that you need to uphold. Yep. This is morality. Now, again, we can step into what morality is, but the basic of not hurting other people. Yeah. And if there's something in the afterlife, I was good. I like I I upheld that sense of morality, and that's what all God centric, um, you know, re- religions teach. But at the same time. Uh, I feel like I'm more into the field of just, you know, uh, create purpose with respect to, like, 
um, goal to that. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I uh, like for me right now, career is a big thing. Like you know, working towards a better career, irrespective of what the career is. Mm-hmm. The goal should be get that getting that private jet. <laughs> <laughs> no, the goal is to be able to be so rich that you don't that you could look at a private jet and say, never mind, <laughs> forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. Like I I I guess um, it's. So, you know, a lot of people might think that, you know, my purpose in life is getting more money, but it's not necessarily getting more money. It's what money gets us. Yeah, which is happiness. happiness. (laughs) Experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, like, while you're running towards this journey, don't, you know, sometimes people tunnel vision and forget everything that's around it. Mm. Like, take a step back. For example, this Friday, Rufus is soul. We'll take a step back. We're gonna take a step back. And we're step just back. We're take hopefully multiple steps. <laughs> step count is gonna be high that night. Oh, 100%. I need to count my calories. <laughs> but but you're right, and I think that's something that a lot of people, including myself, like only this year, I've learned that like it's not about the end goal that you have because we all have goals. Yeah. Mm. But you gotta enjoy the process. Right? Agreed. You're, the, our end goals we're not gonna achieve until maybe 10, 15 years down the road. But if you're not enjoying yourself in that time, then but even what once you, you reach really, yeah. that goal, you have a new one right after, Exactly, right? Like, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It's that yeah. every goal is a stepping stone to the next goal. Yeah. And that's why people who have a, a mindset of the meaning of life is to achieve X, Y, and Z are never fully happy. Mm. It's because they're never fully achieving what they set out to achieve. Because mm. every time they achieve something, you're like, okay, what's next? Yeah. Right? yeah. It's almost like uh, when you're at the gym and you get a pump. Yeah. You, know, and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, damn. damn. <laughs> but then when the pump is gone, you're like, shoot. I need to get that. I need to get that. Yeah. So you go to the gym again, or you take creatine. You take creatine, uh-huh. but even that, even then, your pump will get. Well, you're, you'll never be your pump. Yeah. No. You know exactly. Your pump will always be better than yours. But not only that, like your pump <laughs> is gonna, like you're never gonna get that first pump back. You exactly. Know? Yeah. yeah. Every time yeah. you look, you'll be a bit smaller than you yeah. thought you were before. Um, but yeah, I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't think you've. Yeah. Every go. You know what I want to do? Just. Uh, one year anniversary while this podcast is still alive and running, we have a refresher talk about this episode and has anything changed in our meaning of life yeah. from yeah and the social media episode we should do once a year because there's so much to talk <laughs> everything about everything changes yeah, yeah everything changes okay, okay, we got TikTok. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about that yeah we should promote yeah <laughs> all right go Evs it's your turn you know I never really thought about what the meaning of life was even recently I've been thinking more and more and being like you know what. I don't know. That's it's still something that always confuses me and I've never really fully had an answer to that question. I think in general like as a species I'm definitely like okay, we're not special. We're here just like every other species is here, mm-hmm. not because we have some greater mm-hmm. reason, it's just to pass on our genetics. Like the evolutionary biolo- the evolution of biological theory 100%. But as an individual, I don't think I necessarily have a meaning in life. Because of that, if that makes sense. So I'm very much the nihilistic route as well. But at the same time, that gives me the freedom to do what I want mm. and to work towards what I want. Because if I had, if there wasn't a meaning, a greater meaning to life, I would have to work towards that meaning. That you is know? true. Yeah, it's true. I'd have that's, a, that's I'd, true. Yeah. Like, because I'm not religious, because I could set my own moralities, I could set... I don't have to abide by any rules or regulations that someone 4,000 years ago mm-hmm. wrote for me. I could do exactly what I want. And that's very freeing, but also very scary. Yeah. Because, you know, every few weeks I'm like, am I doing the right thing? 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's, even that is subjective, right? Like, and I think what you're say, we're saying is definitely you're right. Like, we, we talk about morality a little bit, right? And when you have a, a, a God-centric view of the world, like, a lot of the things that you do in life are to please and to hopefully you go to heaven, right? But then what happens when you take that away and you do good deeds, right? Yeah. It's almost like you want to do good deeds for the innate fact that they're that they are good deeds there's no other reason that like oh, I want, i'm going to benefit from this in some way yeah or like I'm but you are benefiting from it in many ways right it's giving you a good feeling and i think yeah. an existential benefit yeah yeah in that sense it is, yeah okay but i mean even like you know volunteering at a soup kitchen part of it is not necessarily for the other people it's for you exactly That's correct yeah yeah every time you give charity it's make you feel better i mean it does and that's not bad for the record like on the contrary if you're doing something good Mm -hmm. for you keep doing it yeah correct i think some people need to realize that you know when it comes to giving charity even in the concept of you when i was religious like uh, every time you know there's a verse in the quran that talked about whenever you're giving something know that it's not giving what's yours it's what's given to you you're giving back yeah Mm -hmm. so in in that sense again you know charity is a big thing to make ourselves feel good. I would say seventy to eighty percent, and then thirty percent. Obviously, you need to help back because there is, you know, some people were just born in a yeah. better situation than the others. Yeah. Which again, like you know, brings back to you know our meaning of life. Every time I watch the news and there's a famine or there's a war, mm. and you come to think about it, I could have been one of those people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. It's, sure. it's hard. It's hard to think about that. Like, there could be a chance that that could have been us. Mm-hmm. 100%. But, yeah, it's it's an interesting concept that there is no meaning to our lives. Like, I mean, there is... I, there I, is I, okay, there, I, I want to mention quickly, like, I got some feedback from uh, our girl, Karina, who said, like, we all have very pessimistic views on life. <laughs> <laughs> Karina, we are optimistic nihilists, not pessimistic nihilists, okay? okay. So the, the other thing is, like, you know the meaning of life could be to just think about what the meaning of life could be. Yeah. A meaningful life is one in which you take a step back and you start to observe, understand, mm. and not necessarily try to search for a meaning, but try to observe the meaning. Yeah. But that's a good point. I'm, I have a quote that I've, I've been having on my phone trying to think of how I could work this <laughs> Put it in. in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the quote is, it's significant not because it means something other than itself, but because it's so satisfying as it is. And that's mm. very much like a, a live in the moment kind of thing and stop searching. Mm. Just enjoy and do what's good for you. Yeah. You know? Well, there's, on that note, like, there's one theory that kind of comes to mind that I kind of also vibe with a lot. And it's just that the subjective purpose to everyone's life should be to, to learn. Should be to right? learn? To yeah. Learn, to be the right? best yeah. version of you that you could be. Yeah. Like, like learn whether, not even just like um, technical knowledge, but like, whether it's like learn how to connect with people, learn how to, um, I don't know, maybe run a business or something, learn how to help your community, right? And if you, I almost, I'm under the belief that if you continue, if every day you set that you have that mindset to learn, that innately makes you a good person. Okay. Because all the theories that the world is putting out there, or let's say most of the time, are good theories. So I have an important question to ask you guys. I mean, gosh, Mm. do you guys ever want to have kids? Yes. Yes, sir. All right, so I, so all three of us want to have kids, and the question comes is, how would you teach your kid the meaning of life? Would it be your perspective, mm. or would it be letting them to find their purpose in the meaning of life? 
have you ever thought about that in senses like you know when the kids growing yeah. up and he has all the or she or they have all these questions yeah what would you know do you have a certain set so, way I think it's tough like there's two aspects one is like how do we teach them um, values mm-hmm. right good values correct um, and then two is like how do you promote them uh, how do you promote I guess uh, reflection in them that they can think about their own meaning and, and make it really subjective to them yeah um, for me like in terms of the different theories and you know beliefs I'm a big fan of you know teaching them whatever they need to know whatever they want to learn mm-hmm. and as long as they're armed with that knowledge and at some point they're gonna be capable of making the decision for themselves um, but the point is at the very beginning like they need to they need to be taught everything so the thing is yeah when you know the fact that they need to be taught everything mm-hmm. uh, would you even teach them a god-centered view even though you know we are generally nihilistic here is my question well of course yeah I, like, that's a, a major belief it gives yeah. a lot of people meaning and I think that's that's okay. You know, it's not okay to, in my opinion, it's not okay to say like this is the right way yeah. and everyone else is wrong mm-hmm. and you shouldn't hang out with them because they might influence you or things like that. Agreed. <laughs> and that's... I think we get that like I get that a lot from I hear I hear that a lot and it's something that I'm very very against. Yeah. I guess I I, I believe the same, but I'm I'm still afraid about that those first couple of steps, you know. If they asked me what the meaning of life was, mm. guys, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. It is true because at a certain age, like they can't really comprehend, like, you know, what is an existential meaning to life? Like, what's my purpose on this planet? So that is that is definitely a tough conversation to have. But I think at least, um, like, I'm not a parent, so I don't really know. But mm. um, a lot of these lessons or values are taught through example. So mm. you take your kid with you. Um, and you you show them like how you give to charity or like someone is w- getting their cat out of a tree you say hey we're gonna stop doing this we're gonna help that person get a cat out of a tree and then be like oh like this is how I need to behave like that's interesting I think in terms of morality and values those are definitely universal in, in some sense mm. ensuring that they have those values and morality uh, ingrained in their understanding of or their way of life is yeah. important uh, but this is this is my, my question would be would our meaning of life be the foundation of our life or the morality and values be the foundation of life on which we build a meaning of life mm. I'm because I'm thinking about do do I teach them how to be good or do mm. I teach them they have to be good because of these reasons I don't think you need to teach them because that's okay like yeah, Kat said ahead. leading by example is the best way to lead and I think kids pick up on everything Probably on the way you act more than the way you talk or the, the things you say, yeah. right? So if you're leading, if you're showing them that being good, what it is to be like to be a good person is much better than telling them what it's like to be a yeah, good person. And exactly. you don't need to teach them by saying like, you don't want to teach, you don't want to teach a checklist mm-hmm. at yeah. the end of the day because there is no checklist. You might think you have a checklist, but that checklist changes all the time. Yeah. Correct. Just but be I, who you are. But I guess that's, that's the way I was brought up and that's the way, you know, yeah. Uh, things are to me, or that that's how they were introduced to me. That you be good because. But that's the because end goal. that's because you you raised religious, right? Correct. There's with religious theories. There's a whole r- explanation for everything, right? We haven't mm. because I mean, at least Cash and I are nihilists, or at least mm-hmm. don't think that there is this overarching meaning to humanity and life. 
There's no why. There's just do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess I, I see. I'm I'm moving towards that set. Yeah. That I I feel like there's always sometimes when I you know moving to the do and the do and the do, and there are days like you know you finish the eighty hour work week. They're like, why am I doing this? Like yeah. sometimes I just wanna. <laughs> that, that there's only that a certain hard. amount of hours in a week, but there's an <laughs> infinite amount of sales you can make. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. That is hard, but I think those are the two factors that we're not really considering when we think about that. And one mm. is um, society's influence. Yeah. So, like, yes, we grew up and we're born and raised by our parents, but when we go to school at a young age, like, those kids are influencing us, our teachers are influencing us. When we're in university, like, those are, like, the peak years in which our personalities change. That influences us a yeah. lot. Do you but guys have any turning point, any specific turning point? Or in life? In life, yeah. I think, did we talk about this? Was it with you guys we talked about this the other day? I Who did we so. talk about with the other day? We, I, 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 I think yeah. I'd mentioned it. Bobby. Okay, yeah. I remember yeah. saying this. And to me, it was, I don't think I have any specific, like, aha moment. But I definitely have certain milestones, I think. I mean, going to grad school. I don't think I ever was like, yeah. oh my God, am I going to get into McGill or not? That was never really a question. But I think once I got in, it was kind of a path that I realized that had been set for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. For, now that you mention it in this context, for me, my answer is a little different. Okay. Like, uh, there was a moment where, like, um, I lost, like, one of my cousins that was really close to me. And I also started taking a lot of philosophy classes. Mm-hmm. And the combination of that, like, really messes you up. <laughs> because I feel like a lot of religions are afraid of philosophy. Which mm-hmm. Philosophy is a lot of asking questions, right? Like, yeah. why does it exist? Like, why is this sofa brown? Why is, like, that kind of stuff? And when you keep going into that rabbit hole, like, you just get lost in there. Yeah. And so that that year was a key changing year for me in terms of, uh, it was a lot of questioning. It was a lot of learning. A lot of, um, a lot of reading. Right, just learning mm-hmm. about different theories and stuff. But I can honestly say that because of that learning process, I feel much happier now. I feel like I'm armed with that yeah. knowledge to make the decision for myself, and I feel feel good about it. Nice. Feel confident. When was this for you? This was like 21. Okay, so a few years ago. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, actually, yeah, 21, 21. Yeah. I think the key, like, key personality changes occur when you're, like, when you're seven, and then you're like. In your 20s, your first quarter life crisis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think actually in that context, moving out, moving out of my parents' place, my parents Mm -hmm. were never strict, super chill. Let me do what I want. Like as long as you do well Mm -hmm. in like in school, you succeed in what you want to succeed in. Mm -hmm. We're happy and we support you. But I think moving, moving away teaches you an independence and gives you an independence that you didn't think you needed or had, especially when you've been living. I moved out at 23. Moved mm-hmm. to Montreal, right? Okay. And it's not nothing about living alone. I think it's just the fact that you stop involving your parents in every single decision you make. Yeah. And you start thinking for yourself, like, oh, I could do that because I want to do that. Yeah. Not because I have to think about what other people also are thinking of me and think I should do. And that's a huge freedom and a mind changer. And yeah. over the course of the next two years, I think I've changed so much oh, yeah. because of having moved out. I, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm sure you, Yafis, have yeah. <laughs> like the biggest change in that regard. Yeah. yeah, so I grew up in Saudi Arabia and, you know, we, like a conservative uh, uh, Muslim family. Like, I still consider my Mus- myself Muslim and it's it's a bit confusing because I, I know what it takes to be Muslim. I know 
based on the criteria. Yeah. A lot of people who call them Muslims are not Muslims. Yeah. I mean, it's wrong for me to it's, say it. It's but tough. It's, it's like tough. it's a hard. Uh, it's hard to fault to follow. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, I remember as a kid, we did it just because our parents told us. Yeah. It was the default. You mm-hmm. go to pray because you know you're going to get scolded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a different kind of value teaching. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I knew like we go to pray because someone's going to ask us, do you pray? Yeah, and then you feel like you feel so bad after. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so that I think that that's how it it, it started. Mm. Um, I remember going to university first, the first day of university. I mean, uh, so I I did my undergrad in Malaysia, so it's still in an Islamic country, and I had a lot of Muslim friends, so we still prayed because we prayed. I think at the end of the first year, a lot of people questioned that you know you've been doing this all your life, but have you ever thought about why you do these things? Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, now I need to start, you know, thinking about why I do these things and about religion. So I started studying about Islam. I got very religious for a year and a half, two years. And then I think I just got tired. Yeah. It was just a constant flux. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you would see, you were taught something, but you would see something and the rules would change. And at one point I'm like, and then I, you know, uh, I used to, like, for example, I remember starting, you know, a university club where I would, especially with scuba diving, and a lot of people in the religious community were not happy because, you know, people were mingling around and going to the um, islands. And for me, it was just all about the scuba diving. Mm-hmm. But they're like, but what about the consequences? Yeah. And then I remember I started a protein business. I sell supplements. In you sell supplements? No way. Oh, my God. <laughs> so my, 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 nickname, my nickname was Protein Shake. Yes. Because I had a beard and then protein shake, protein shake. Okay. But the problem was people, people were protein, protein shake. Oh man, that's, that's so incredible. Yeah, that's I'm sorry so to call good. you that from now on. <laughs> but the thing is, a lot of people said you shouldn't sell protein to them because they're going to get muscles and then that's going to push them to do both rat things. And I'm like, um, oh, come on, guys. And that's yeah. what. But hold on. I mean, so you're saying that it's whole this contention between your belief and your like your belief as sort of a. A rational thinker and your belief as a religious thinker kind of clashed and eventually you it moved you into one way That's so exactly. my question is to you if you can remember thinking back to your religious side like isn't the whole rational thinking side a test in order to like to see if you could avoid the test like the temptation kind of i don't know if islam has the same idea as like christianity for I, example yeah. but like isn't it kind of like from a religious point of view, if, you, if your parents, for example, were to mm-hmm. look at it, they'd say, oh, well, you failed because you failed the tests. Yeah. Right? And I, I agree with you. And there's two ways you can look at it. One Correct. is like, you know, you start off religious and, and God is going to be giving you these tests and either you pass and you stay in the religion or like you haven't done enough or you failed and that means you've, you've gone astray. Yeah. Agreed. Right? Okay. So, but then there's another thing hmm. that I need to bring out and... So this comes through every test in our life. A lot of people, when you're going through difficulty, people will say, this is a test from God. Yeah. And hence, you know, go through it. it you know, just, you know, once there'll be the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But at the same time, they'll say, it's because of our past sins this is happening. God's punishing us. Yeah. I, I hate never that so I much. Hate, I hate oh that my so God. much. Well, that's my whole, that's my, yeah. that's one of my biggest yeah. reasons for stopping to believe in afterlife. Mm. It's because I'm like, well, why would God put me on earth for 80 years to test me if I can go into an afterlife? Hmm. Like, if he's all-knowing and knows everything, yeah. shouldn't he know that I'm either worthy or not worthy? And yeah. if I did something in my past life, then why would he put me back here? 
just yeah. to screw up all over again. Yo, those are those are the best questions, man. Those are oh, my favorite wow. questions. My rabbi has an answer for sure. Oh, really? Oh, 100%. He'd say something along the lines of like, well, you know, God has these rules that you're supposed to follow, not for him, but for you. There's it's only, like, that's yeah. bullshit. There's Give only, me a break. The only answer that, that can answer all these questions, especially the one, the kind of ones you're asking, I don't know what they're called, but the answer I've gotten always is that we're, as humans, we don't, we're not able to understand. Yeah. Um, what's going such on? It's a bad art. It's which like, means we should one, we shouldn't question it and and, and just move on. Yeah. Right. So yeah. <laughs> AI, I, AI, AI, AI. 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 <laughs> be a sheep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so I guess right after that, it came to uh, Montreal. I was still very religious for the first year here. You know, do my prayers, and then same question started coming back again. Like I would see, you know, people. So I grew up in majority Muslim societies and then you come here you're more of a minority and then you look at all these people and you think about it ha huh, they're such nice people but will they go to hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I love I love that like, and so that's, that's like I want to be friends with you but like in 30 years you're going to be in hell yeah. <laughs> sorry man and so I you know and then there were morally sound people yeah. and it's not like they did not know and you know everyone uh, in Islam everyone will get that chance but at the same time, you're such good people. Yeah. And, and that conflicts with your beliefs a lot, right? Like, exactly. Yeah, definitely. And so at one point, I started becoming more neutral. And that neutrality became into a sense of, hey, we're thinking too much. Yeah. Mm. We just need to... What was the first thing you stopped doing in terms of religiosity? Oh, praying, praying. And then after that, hello? I mean, no... Yeah, yeah. That's so. how much you want to disclose. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, but that's. I didn't mean it in that. <laughs> no, but that, that no, it's it's fine. But okay, I okay. think it was a prayers is a big thing because a lot of Muslim people are uh, are Muslims, but prayers like one of the big pillars. It's yeah. like a requirement. Yeah. yeah, it's not optional. You know, five times a day, all yeah. optional. Like not even pork is not a pillar. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really? yeah. Reading yeah. your prayers is a is a pillar. Is a pillar. Right? It starts with the covenant. Mm. What do you what do you pray? What what are, what do prayers are all five prayers the same? No, they're all daily. There's morning prayers, middle day prayers, and evening yeah. prayers. So the first prayer is when the light hits, the uh, light of the sun hits the horizon. The second prayer is like, what are you saying? Like, thanks for raising. No, there's a, a certain the there's yeah. a certain set of motions, methods, things okay. you say. Um, there are few changes between the different types of prayers, but the idea is remembrance of God. Zikr. That's okay. It. Yeah. yeah. That's like even even today, I still know the whole English translation for for all the prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lot of it is it is just like you know, there's yeah. one God. Um, I want to associate partners with Him, and I believe in it's the same Judaism. Yeah. It's very similar. It's like there's three. Well, we have three times a day. Yeah, I think at the very least, like morning, middle, middle, like lunch, and then evening. It's the mm -hmm. same. It's like thanking God for basically giving us. Everything. Yeah. So the thing, like honestly, for me, the only thing sometimes that got uh brings me back to religion is like. There are so many people who believe in this. Mm. There has to be something there, you know. <laughs> Fine, you could, uh, but there's also the flip side of there's so many people who believe in this and so many people who believe so many different things that only, all of them are there's, wrong. Only one of them is right. Yeah, <laughs> if, if only one is right, then and there's like you know 14, 15 different religions that I could think of. Yeah, yeah. Like, and throughout hundreds. history, there's yeah. hundreds, yeah, but like yeah. currently that like yeah, yeah, are yeah, yeah, in the yeah, forefront, yeah. like. And and how many monotheistic religions are there? Oh, yeah, right, like, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Is any and only one is right? Come on, I think none of them are right. So <laughs> there's no way, and they all say the same thing, mind you. 
have this thing, to. Like religion is innately, I, in my opinion, I think religion, religion is innately good, right? Like there's good teachings. Hundred percent. And that's and that's great about it. Religion as a as an institution. Yeah. Though. Exactly. Yeah. That's where like you get into more of the problematic mm-hmm. um, things. Yeah. As long as you, there's there's a funny quote. I guess it's a little not safe for work, but it's like religion is like a penis. It's okay to have one. It's okay to play with it. Just don't go around shoving it down my throat in public. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? You're, yep. you're not wrong. All right. Oh my God. No, jeez. All right. No, uh, that, <laughs> no. I, I understand. I understand. Okay. Who said that? <laughs> I, I think it was on the Reddit at some point. My in my youth yeah so um I don't on know, that note <laughs> yeah. let's think about did we mention everything we wanted to we wanted yeah, to say yeah. I, I think I need to sit back and re-listen to this uh, podcast so that I could re yeah. you know, reorganize my thoughts about my ideas of life but the conclusion is I'm just gonna be floating yeah I yeah. think that we need to do a religion episode for sure about our experiences with religion. Actually, honestly, yeah, that would be that would be cool. Actually, maybe yeah, we definitely need to collect my thoughts. And but, they, I think we could be a subset of the meaning of life. Because yeah, we I can guess... put we can put that in part of the soul because yeah. you know the soul is a religious argument. I'd say. Well, I was thinking even um, we could do the soul. We could also do like morality, which would yeah, under soul and morality. Soul yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah, let's do that for next time. Yeah, maybe this week or next week. Cool. Um, so before we leave. We'll, mm-hmm. Do you guys have any concluding remarks about to our viewers? Like, to, what do you yeah. want to tell them? Because for me, from my understanding is, if you're God-centric, you're a subjectivist, are objectivist, don't shove it into other people's throats. Yeah. Let them enjoy it. That's my... It's, it's okay to not have meaning in your life as long as you are okay with what you're doing. You know, you need to have direction, yeah. mm-hmm. but you don't need to have a significant meaning that's different than anyone else's. Like, it's okay to be unique, but it's also okay to be part of a group. Yeah. For me, it's um, it's okay to question, you know? Mm-hmm. it's okay, Like, my whole thing in life is, you know, things are okay. You know, it's okay if you want to question. It's okay it's, if, you're, if you're Jewish, if you're Buddhist, if you're Hindu. You know, it's okay. It's okay to be Muslim, too. <laughs> you, can be, you can also be Muslim, too. <laughs> you can be Muslim, too. But just do, do what makes you happy. Do what uh-huh. makes you fulfilled. And don't let anyone else change yeah. that opinion, right? Agreed. And I, I think it's what's important as well is and if anyone's listening to this and they have any objections to what we're saying, message us. Yeah, right? hit DM us up. Us. Yeah. And you know, at Keycast fun. Official on the Instagram. On the Instagram, mm-hmm. exactly. That's a, good, and that's a good plug. That's a good plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're like it could be construed that we're saying a lot of like controversial things, but I think all of us are in favor of like you know promoting good. Goodness, you know, being yourself. Yeah. and That's the key. It's do yeah. what's good for you. Yeah. And just don't harm others too, in that yeah. process. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think and on that note... Uh, let's go snowboarding. Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Let's go <laughs> live our life to the fullest. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right, right. We'll see you guys soon. Cowabunga. Bye, everyone. Bye. Later.